from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. We continue our live show from the Aluminum Company of North Carolina's Fall Open House. Stop by and say hi. Uh, we'll be out here for the entirety of the show, hanging out, checking out the siding, the the sunroom. The sunroom. <laughs> You're big on the, the sunroom. The sunroom is amazing. Uh, I mean, and, and you know, you kind of notice it. I, I This is the first time I'm going to say this. I mm-hmm. kind of wish it was one of those, like, 100 and feels like 107 degree days because you walk in here and it feels like you're in like your own ecosystem because it's all the all, everything's so well insulated and everything's so well taken care of yeah that it's uh it's like it's it's you know it's like that rush of just cool cool air it's but it's it's nicer outside today so it's not as wonderful not outside. as not as needed uh one three three five that's 1335 hamlin road in durham if you want to stop out and say hi uh this weekend northwestern goes to duke by the way, let's just say this because I'm sure, sure, you know, Duke fans would love it. Uh, top 25, yeah, Duke football. That's right. Uh, they go to number 21, Duke. Carolina is is number 20. Not that I'm sure those fan bases are paying attention at all to, no, to those sorts of things. Not at all. Uh, they're back to back in the top 25 at the moment. Not at all. I want to ask this: with Northwestern coming to to Duke, does anyone remember this off season? when Northwestern went through the Pat Fitzgerald scandal slash removal that almost immediately uh, Mike Elko was at the top of a whole bunch of lists of potential next Northwestern coaches. That's right. And it happened very, very quickly. And it happened very, very loudly. And to Mike Elko's credit, he did the, the, the best job he could to kind of tamp down those rumors and say, you know, I don't know why everyone keeps mentioning other jobs. I've, I've always said that I love it here and my family loves it here. And, and so he did what he had to do. Um, I also ask you this, what do you think he would have said differently if he was considering, right? It's not like Good he's going to, it's not like he's going to come out in the preseason of Duke football, knowing he's going to coach Duke football for the next, however many months and say, yeah, next offseason, I'm definitely listening to whatever pitch Northwestern has. But now I'm going to go into that locker room and tell everybody to buy into what I'm saying and right. try to have success. Like, there, there, he was a bit of a rock and a hard place there as far as being honest. Now, that's not to say he wasn't being honest. I'm just to say that if that's not how he was thinking, he probably would have been forced to say the same thing. Y'all just hit up my agent. I'm going to go <laughs> practice. Y'all hit up my agent, work out the terms. We'll, we'll come back later. So, so he's doing everything he should be doing, and it's showing. Yeah. Duke football is getting better. Uh, when he was asked about Northwestern this week, here he talks strictly football. Here's what he said about some of the challenges that team uh, will bring to to his team. I mean, obviously they're a Big Ten team, so they're big and they're physical. Um, they've been able to run the ball really well. Last 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 week in the second half, they got the running game going a little bit. Um, defensively, they're giving up about 15 points a game. Um, they've been very physical. They're very stout. Uh, I think they know the scheme that they're playing very well, and they play it very fast. Um, you know, and so I think, um, yeah, I think they're a big, big challenge for us. How about this one? How, and I and I ask you this honestly, mm-hmm. has anyone ever described a Big Ten team as anything other than big and physical? Like Drake May just did it. Drake. <laughs> we played that sound clip yesterday. They, they, he's talking about Minnesota. They're big and physical. Talking yeah. about Northwestern. Has anyone ever said, like, you know, Indiana, they're built on speed, little undersized? Yeah. Like, no, 
I mean, it's, it's all 100% reputation at this point. But, yes, Northwestern is big and physical. Yeah, Rutgers, fool, Big Ten football. Rutgers, Let me tell you. They're steamroll, yeah. Power running game. Big high Ten formations. Football. Speed and elusiveness. No. Like, apparently, every Big Ten school only recruits running backs that are uh, 250 pounds and running straight lines. Yeah. Uh, linebackers are all wearing neck rolls just because it's the Big Ten. Yeah. Um, that's just a pet peeve of mine, right? Every every Big Ten team doesn't have the same scouting report, but every time uh, any any ACC school plays against a Big Ten team, they describe them as big and physical. Which is funny because Ohio State has, like, what, the best wide receivers yes. other than Alabama going into the NFL recently? Like, maybe, even, maybe even including maybe Alabama. Uh, Chris Olave, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. will, Garrett Wilson will. Uh, there's, there's yes, they're very good at producing – Terry McLaurin, they're very good at producing yeah. wide receivers. So anyway, that, that's just that's a, Anyways, a side pet side. peeve of mine on a Friday. The little, little little tangent on that one. Um, I'm going to be honest, and and Duke fans, I remember, I want Duke fans to remember that at the start of this, I pointed out that you were a top 25 program. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Northwestern's perspective, Mike Elko might be their number one target. From Northwestern's perspective, sure, okay. Uh, not to say Mike Elko has reciprocated interest, but from Northwestern's perspective, if I were Northwestern, he might be my number one target uh, for a few reasons. He continues to prove. He proved last year, and he's continuing to prove this year uh, that he knows how to have, he can have success at a school with with academically rigorous standards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duke and Northwestern are both I mean, you know the schools, right? The ones that are like, it's harder to recruit because we we value academics. Uh, I don't know why I put that voice on for them, but they they that's that, apparently that's how the smart schools sound. Oh yeah, um, okay. <laughs> talk about perception. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but but I'm like Northwestern is looking like if you can have success at Duke, your Northwestern is probably saying it's a similar. Uh, uh, the challenges are similar to school like Northwestern. Um, is it apples to apples? No, but you the, the reputations, kind of the, the the cliches would be, yeah. Um, Riley Leonard continues to impress. If I am looking for a school, or if I'm a school that needs a dramatic change and I'm looking for a new head coach, I'm looking for a coach who has a great relationship with a quarterback with multiple years of eligibility left. Remember when USC brought in Lincoln Riley? What happened right after that? Lincoln Riley turned around and said, hey, Caleb Williams. It's a, it's a, I, I know the, the drive from Norman, Oklahoma to LA. I can tell you where to stop. Exactly. I, can, I can tell you which plane to catch, right? Like, follow me. And then he followed him. And then USC had a Heisman Trophy winner. And their program went from, is this UNC kind of, or USC kind of struggling to, they might be in the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. So if you're Northwestern and you're looking to hire a coach, you hire Elko, what do you think the chances are that he might turn around and say, hey, Riley, hey, come, shh, psst, come here come here and then they could go from a school that's that's looking for a coach to a school that now has a coach and a future nfl quarterback again don't don't hate the messenger i'm just saying what i would be thinking if i were northwestern and having a coach having a quarterback that are desirable is a compliment to your program Mm -hmm. right uh if you if your assistant coaches aren't routinely being recruited to be head coaches elsewhere if your head coach isn't routinely being recruited to be a head coach elsewhere coaching staff isn't that good so so it, it's it's a compliment to your program uh and then lastly elko does seem like a guy kind of straight edged right the off the field concerns because because northwestern they have to be ext- 
extremely thorough in any kind of background check uh, based on the, you know, the reason why their head coach opening is open. Uh, and, and as far as I'm concerned, as far as I can recall, Elko doesn't have any of those red flags, at least publicly, that would pop up. So if I'm Northwestern, from a Northwestern perspective, Elko is mighty attractive as a candidate. Now you're playing each other this week. Yeah. And there's this other phenomena that takes place, which is every year there's a, like a, a receiver that has on the season, the previous season, like 450 yards receiving. But they get a bigger than expected free agency deal from a team. This, I'm talking NFL now. Yeah. Uh, and then you look at it and you're like, oh, the team that signed him, he played in one game. He had 120 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> he finished the season with 450. But against that against team, them. he had 120 and a touchdown. And then that team overpays for him in free agency because yeah. they're like, I saw it. He cooked our our best corner. He must be really good. DJ Chark. It, there you go. With Carolina fans, <laughs> go figure. There you go. Uh, so they already like Elko. But let's say Northwestern goes to Wallace Wade this weekend and Duke rolls him. That might be the thing where it's like, all against us. We saw it up close in person. Uh, the, the, the team was well coached. They were disciplined. They were effective. They were explosive all because Mike Elko was the one running things. Uh, that might be, and, and they're going like, okay, fine. They already, you already explained all the reasons why they'd be interested. What's the one thing Northwestern has that every AC school wants money. There you go. Right. They have media rights money. They have the expectation of rising money in Big Ten uh, from from all of the deals that are coming down the, the pipeline. Uh, money. If if Duke rolls Northwestern, that might be the thing that pushes Northwestern to make a a Godfather offer, right? It might be he's our favorite target. We'd like for him to be our guy. Mm-hmm. We'll make a a fair offer, and Elko might go. I I love Duke, right? I coached at Wake for as an assistant for a couple years. Then I went elsewhere, and and I, you know, I just love North Carolina as a whole. I love the Triangle. I love Durham. I I, I want to build something here. I'm gonna stay. And then Northwestern goes. Oh wait, I remember that game. I remember when we went down there and we played them, and they smoked us. And their coach was everything. The, everything we want our coach to be, and their team was everything we want our team to be, and their quarterback was everything we want our quarterback to be. Uh, okay, we double our offer. Because <laughs> because we have Big Ten money coming in, and and we know that's something we have overdue. So you could you could love the uh, the pine trees, right? You could love the barbecue. You could love the people in in Durham. You could love all of that. We got cash, hmm. and you've you've convinced us, right? Because usually it's it usually, you know, you're not hiring away head coaches from teams that you play, right? Generally not, unless it's like a group of five school playing against a power five school and you're impressed by them, but they also won 10 games, right? Like in the rest of their schedule, it's rare to even be in this relationship. Uh, so all I'm saying is pay attention to what happens this weekend and see how it affects how North uh, Northwestern moves this off season. So if Duke kind of struggles for a little while, is this Mike Elko saying, Hey, Northwestern, I don't <laughs> want to come to you, if, but they still get the win. If, if, yeah, if Duke, <laughs> is, that what if that Duke is? is up 24 at half and they win by 14, yeah. I'm going at halftime. Elko was like, ah, shh, let's, let's chill guys. Let's chill. Yeah, it's, uh, hey, hey, Riley, Hey, Riley, Riley, take the check down. Yeah. Take, take the check down. Hey, we're just going <laughs> to, you know what? Let's go ahead and get the backups yeah. in. <laughs> when you're up, 
when you're up 21 points in the first half. Just go up with the backups in. We'll just keep it close from there on out. Let's run the fake and let's not tell the <laughs> offensive line. Just you should go to the hey, I need you to fall start, man. Like just go to say, hey, I need you to hold this guy. And and, and again, get some penalties. Even with everything, even if a godfather offer comes through, yeah. that's not to say Elko has to take it. Yeah, exactly. Right? It, it's his it's, choice. It, it, he might love the area. He might love the school. He might love everything that much. And he might look at Northwestern and say, that's not that attractive to me. And there's also like, all right, what's, what are your expectations and standards at each of these schools? Like, you could be really comfortable at Duke. You're, if you win not eight, nine games every year at Duke, you got a long, <laughs> long leash. Jo- yeah. Job security. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it different. a long, long way. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, Panthers fans, if you're looking for a place to catch Monday night's home opener against New Orleans, yeah. come join us. That's me, Dennis, the whole party at Carolina L House on Glenwood in downtown Raleigh. We'll be live for the entirety of the drive. So we're, we're just on the road all over the place. Yeah, back-to-back road, uh, road uh, games for us. That's on Monday. And then we're going to stick around after the show on Monday because mm-hmm. there's, there's a game. We're going to have a watch party. Lucky fans will even have me stop by their table and pay for dinner or at least a serving of wings or a serving of zingers. So come on out. We have a Panthers watch party Monday night. They're taking on New Orleans at Carolina L House in downtown Raleigh. Get there early and we'll be doing the show. You can you can yeah. hang out. There's there's you don't have to wait for the game to start the party. I mean, we can start the party whenever whenever we want. By the way, it's a 7:15 kickoff. Traditionally Monday night football because there's two Monday night football games. Kickoff for Panthers is 7:15. So pregame for the Panthers are gonna we're just gonna roll walk right up to pregame at six o'clock uh here on the fan and yeah kick off at 7 15 which is nice get to bed an hour earlier so yeah and, and and the Panthers have an hour where they're the only Monday night game yeah to entertain everybody and then mm-hmm. keep them sticking around before you know fans of the others or whatever right the opposite side would be if the game is an absolute slop fest like Thursday night football was then uh maybe everyone will go try the other game so be crisp from the open yeah Panthers and you'll keep all those eyeballs uh, speaking of being Chris from the open, let's look at Wake Forest. They're playing ODU, okay. Old Dominion. Quickly want to address uh, one of the things we talked about with them earlier, which is putting together four quarters of football. They do start crisp. Yeah. Both of their, their two games, uh, they've, they've really jumped on in, in the first half. The concern I had earlier this week is they, they tend to throttle down in the second half. I want to know the cause. Yeah. Right. Is that because uh, you're playing teams where like Elon and, and Vanderbilt, uh, which is funny that Vanderbilt's included. Elon makes sense because you get that big lead. You start subbing mm-hmm. guys. There's that tendency for a drop off. V- Vanderbilt, you play very well in the first half and there were some mistakes and you throttled down a bit in the second half also. So I need to know if it's because you knew you could. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, uh, you know, Usain Bolt, when he when he won the gold and he knew he could start celebrating with 10 meters left and he could start pounding his chest, he didn't do that because he couldn't keep going, mm-hmm. right? We ended up breaking all kinds of records. He did that because he knew he could. He had the, the race won. Uh, if you're Wake Forest, are you throttling down because you knew you could? Or are you throttling down because, quite frankly, it's hard to put together four quarters of, of crisp and efficient football? 
Uh, that's what coaches and players work their entire lives to be able to do is put together four quarters of crisp and maybe more if there's an overtime and crisp and, and efficient football. Uh, ODU looks like a team on paper and reputation mm-hmm. uh, in history that you might be able to think like, oh, we can fly out of the gates, play two and a half solid quarters and throttle down. This is where they have to learn from someone else's mistakes. And what I mean by that is look at your conference peer, Virginia Tech. Yeah. Because Virginia Tech and ODU play each other a significant amount. Uh, Virginia Tech and Old Dominion have played five times since 2018, which is kind of when ODU got their program back up and running. They were uh, FCS for a while there and, and didn't have a football program before that. So they've played five times since 2018. That is ACC against group of five. The ACC school, Virginia Tech, has won three. Hmm. ODU has won two. Not good. Virginia Tech has won 100% of the games that are played at Virginia Tech. Old Dominion has won 100% of the games that are played at Old Dominion. Interesting. Guess where Wake Forest is going this weekend? Old Dominion. Yep. Okay. So you need to make sure that this is not a situation like that you don't overlook old dominion simply because they're a group of five. You think, Hey, if we play well for the first half, then we can throttle down. You might, I'm not saying you will, but you might need four quarters. And, and if you might need four quarters, you might as well be safe and just give them right. You might as well just be safe and say, we'll do it. Right. Because going to old dominion has proven difficult for ACC opponents. Wake forest. I don't doubt has the, the, uh, higher talent level. They have the the um, you know better raw ability. They I really like what what their coaching staff can do. I really like what Mitch Griffiths can do. I really like what some of those wide receivers can do. Jamal Banks makes a highlight catch every single week. Mm. Like I really like what their running game can do. They have uh, four or five different running backs. It seems like that that can go for a hundred yards. But just because you can doesn't mean you will if you take your foot off the gas yeah so so keep your foot on the gas that's just a a little uh kind of like i want to pay attention thing for wake forest and we always hear about what coaches say we want to we want to make sure that we finish games yes so we finish games right that we're we're going hard for the full 60 minutes blah, oh yeah blah, blah. Like, <laughs> well i mean they say that because like these two examples you brought up for wake forest it's because it's true like mm-hmm. they wake forest has to learn to like hey in the fourth quarter when it's six minutes to go and we're up by three. We got to keep the we got to keep the pedal down in order to keep a drive going, or whatever it might be. Or do, they or need to learn how to do that. Or don't have to rev the engine back up. Sometimes you're up seventeen, or, and then it drops to seven, and then and then you're then, like, and then all, you're right. like all right, we got to go. And and even if you're able to say, all right, we got to go, and again, you know, win by seventeen, or build it back up. You don't want that to happen because mm-hmm. eventually there's going to be a team on the other side that doesn't let you rev it back up because now they have the momentum. So just something to watch for Wake. I, I don't think it's like a you know, a critical error. I don't think it's, it's a fatal problem, but it, but it is something just, just to watch. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows granger has got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.